đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week episode of Team Kaho My Radio. Today, um, we did our pod, our radio show today. Um, hopefully you guys can tune in for next some, for in a couple months, because we're not gonna do any more of the. I guess we should say. Um, our radio show is not coming up until. After after summer, so we're gonna be talking more about the upcoming elections. So we're gonna be talking more on, on that lately. For whatever reason it is, we will be mention we'll be talking about that, and we're gonna be hanging off. And we're gonna be talk talking about today's about Hong Kong. So it's gonna be very, I guess we should say very busy on that time anyway. Summer's gonna be very crazy, so what what do we expect? Summer's gonna be summer's gonna be crazy, and hope being that we can cover more news anyway, we're gonna go straight to the pop news today. Ex acting chief editor of Hong Kong Stand News plans to plead not guilty as sedition case adjourned again. Ex acting chief editor of now defunct Stand News told a Hong Kong court that he. Intended to plead not guilty sedition charges as case was adjourned until late June. <clears throat> Stan News former former editor in chief Chum Pui King and former acting chief editor Patrick Lam, as well as Best Pencil Hong Kong Limited, the company that owns the media outlet, were set to appear in front of Judge Scott White King in the district court on Tuesday, World Press Freedom Day. However, Lam was the only defendant present. Chum, 52 years old, was, was absent, and Best Pencil Limited remained unrepresented. The group stand accused of conspiring to publish seditious publication under the colonial era anti-sedition law. The 34-year-old Lam was said through his lawyer that he intended to plan not guilty, and he hoped a trial could be scheduled as soon as possible. The lawyer told court that he did not have time to obtain instructions from the defendants, as such, to adjourn the cases for six weeks. Kwok, who also also asked the representatives of the two defendants, their earliest availability for trial after Land's counsel suggested an October trial date based on his schedule, Kwok said. That Lam should seek another counsel if, he, if his current representative was not available earlier. The case was adjourned until June 23rd by late June. Chum and Lam will be have been and remain close to six months since they were first ba- first denied bail in late December last year. What is the point of keeping them anyway? I just found that to be pretty crazy, to be honest with you. Well, it's like they basically say, "Oh well, we don't want to release them anyway." They must just say straight up, "We're not gonna release them." 
Hong Kong activist Andy Lee, national security cases adjourned, but judge says delay is not right. A Hong Kong judge has said it's not, it was not right to keep adjourning the cases of Hong Kong's activist Andy Lee and paralegal Chen Chi Hua, who have been in custody for more than eight months after playing guilty to colluding with foreign forces under the national security law. <laughs> High Court Judge Alex Lee on Tuesday agreed to the persecution and requested to postpone sentencing of Lee and Chen for more for at least three months while they waited for the case of the co-defendants. Protobox C Media Tycoon Jimmy Lai will be committed to the High Court. Lee and Chen have, have waited for live sentencing before being sentenced themselves. Defendant count counsel Alan Sham for Lee for Lee and Robert and Robert Lee for Chan do not object to the adjournment, but they argued the court to ensure that the case had been handled speedily. Lee said he agreed with the defense. A prolonged adjournment is not right, he said. Last August, Lee and Chan pleaded guilty to taking part in a conspiracy with Lai to ask external forces to impose sanctions on Hong Kong and China between July 2020 and February 2021. Other people involved in the alleged offense, including Lai's aide, Mark, si- Mark Simon, and self-exiled activist Finn Lau. Lai, the founder of the defunct tabloid Apple Daily, is scheduled to return to, West- to the West Kowloon Magistrate Court for communal proceeding on May 17th, according to Acting Assistant Director of Public Prosecution, Ivan Jung. The Department of Justice was ready to transfer Lai's cases to the High Court, where the maximum penalty is life imprisonment. To an estimate, the trial would last for, more, for around 20 days and may only begin at the end of this year or, or early 2023. In response, Lee said his Said a three months adjournment for Lee and and Chan might not be significant uh, sufficient and decided to postpone the case f- to September 16th for mention instead. Adjourning it for three months would not be much use. The situation must be clearer in three and four months. Then we have a date. Sue Jersey dressing white shirts. Lee smiled at the court attendees in the public gallery, while his mother made a subtle heart gesture with her fingers to her son in the dock. Chan wore a black-gray blazer and a white shirt, and did not interact much with the people in the courtroom. His wife was among those attending the hearing. Activist Lee made his first court appearances in April last year, after serving seven months in a a Shenzhen prison for illegally crossing the border with mainland China. He was one of the 12 Hong Kongers captured by Chinese Coast Guard in August 2020 while trying to flee Taiwan in a speedboat. Most of them were facing protest-related charges in Hong Kong. According to the admitted facts of the case, Lai was a mastermind behind the conspiracy and provided sub- substantial financial support to the international propaganda campaign that sought interventions from foreign countries over alleged police brutality during the 2019 protests and unrest. The campaign little morphed into a cause for foreign sanctions in Hong Kong and China. On them, of course. With defense under the Beijing imposed security law legislation came into force on June twentieth on June thirtieth, two thousand twenty. National security law also criminalizes subversions, sessions, and terrorist acts, which are broadly defined to include disruption to transport and our infrastructures. The move gave police sweeping new powers, alarmed Democrats civil society groups and trade partners as such 
that such laws would be used broadly to silence and punish dissidents in China. However, the authorities, like they always deny, the authorities said it has restored stability and peace to the city. Basically, not allowing anybody to be in opposition to the government. And speaking of Tycoon, Tycoon Jimmy Lai did not seek approval from landlord to run a consultancy firm at Apple Days head at Apple Days Hong Kong's headquarters court hears. Media Tycoon Jimmy Lai did not did not seek approval from the landlord of Apple Days headquarters to operate a consultancy firm at the newspaper office at a court a Hong Kong court was heard has heard. Lai, the founder of the defunct Pro-Democracy tabloid Apple Daily and Wong Wykong, the former director of the administration at, a, at Next Digital Apple Daily's parent company, appeared in front of Judge Stanley Chan at the district court on Wednesday as part of an ongoing fraud trial. Lai and Wong stand accused of concealing the fact that a consultancy firm was operating out of Apple Daily's headquarters and providing false information to the Science and Technology Park Corporation, the owners of the office complex. Both Lai and Wong pled not guilty to fraud charges last Wednesday. The persecution summoned Albert Wong, who joined the Hong Kong STP in February 2016 and became chief executive officer in August of the same year, as it was at as its first witness on Wednesday. He told the court that neither Disco Consultant Limited Deco, Limited Deco nor nor Apple Daily Charitable Foundation has applied for licenses and gained approval to operate at publication premises, according to according to Hong, Hong Kong STP. Where is it? Albert Wong said Hong Kong STP had issued has issued Apple Daily a request for clarification in early 2020 after it learned. They learned from media inquiries and other places that Deco and the and the charity might be operating from Apple Daily's office. In April, Apple Daily replied saying that two entities has have only used the name but not the place. He said, "The court heard that in June 2021, the Hong Kong SAP STP has issued a legal letter regarding taking property back from Apple Daily." Police officers raided Apple Daily's headquarters and arrested five senior executives on June 17, 2021. The 26-year-old Apple, the 26-year-old newspaper halted operation a week later, after its assets were frozen by the authorities under the national security law. Hong Kong STP sent two letters via legal firm to Apple Daily Publish Limited. On June 15th and 23rd last year, according to its CEO, referencing referencing a court document, the prosecution said that the Hong Kong STP also issued a right of summon on September 14th, demanding that Apple Data hand it, hand over its management rights on its office premises. However, Hong Kong STP's CEO has he said he could not remember the com- the company's lawyer carrying out any major legal actions or filing any applications to the judiciary after the second letter in June. The judge then asked whether the witness would recall the instructions Hong Kong STP had given the law firm. You're one of the executives at the Hong Kong STP, as we know. Law firms are run by profit, 
and they can only act according to instructions, Chen said. But Albert Wong said he had forgotten what came after the legal letters and that he came to check the company records. Lai has been behind bars since December of 2020 and is currently serving time in jail for other fronts related charges, also facing charges under the colonial era sedition law. Just release him, there's no point of keeping him anyway. It feels like it's ridiculous that this is happening. But to be honest, I'm hoping Jimmy Jimmy Lai can hold on soon. I really hope he does. Sad news for people who are staying in Hong Kong. Former pro-democracy lawmaker Fernando Chung <coughs> leaves Hong Kong for Canada after jail term. Former pro-democracy lawmaker Fernando Chung has left Hong Kong for Canada after serving three weeks for contempt connection with the protest he staged with fellow Democrats in the legislature in May 2020. The news of, the, of his departure was disclosed by former Deputy Chief Executive Officer of Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute, Chum Gingwa, and a Facebook post published on Monday. Chum had also recently left the city. <coughs> Chum said that he has received messages from a friend who have arrived in Toronto, in Toronto, Canada, and wishes the friend well. While Chum did not name the friend, Chung commented beneath the post, Thank you, while we haven't settled down yet. At least we're safe. My friends is no my fr my freedom is no longer dependent on those in power. John come and read. We have entered another environment and we'll continue to fight for our original intentions, wrote John. However, now I need more time to take care of my daughter and family. But a but a carrier <coughs> but a carrier is not easy. Chun's departure was later confirmed by former lawmaker Xiu Kachun and in a Facebook post on Wednesday, who said he kept Chun's departure a secret until he had landed safely, until he safely landed in Toronto. <laughs> like many people who have left Hong Kong, Chun left begrudgingly, wrote Xiu. I told him when he was he boarded his plane, thank you for fighting for Hong Kong until the very last day. When you have landed, landed, live in the moment. Take care of your health. For with, with numerous vivid scenes in the classroom, on the street, in the legislature, in courts, and in prison. I bid you farewell. I bid, bid farewell to you. Fernando and his family had reached Toronto safely and have reunited his family. Please rest assured. Please rest assured. Seal post read. Turn a social worker and a retired university lecturer. Became a lawmaker in 2004 through a social welfare sector functional constituency. He joined the legislature again in 2020. In 2012, sorry. In 2020, he was among the Democrats who resigned from the legislature en masse following, following the disqualification of four of their colleagues. During his terms in the legislature, Chern advocated for underprivileged groups, including ethnic minorities, people with disabilities, refugees, and those who were living in poverty. In February, Chung was sentenced to three weeks in prison after he admitted to breaching the legislative power and privileges ordinance by chanting slogans for close to 44 minutes during a House committee meeting in May 2020. Hong Kong Free Press has reached out to Chung for, me, for comment. As of now, I'm hoping that he stays safe and hoping he can be, and hoping that he can keep himself rested well.
and hoping that himself he could be safe. That's all I wanted. Wife of jailed Hong Kong activist Long Hair said his health is stable. In prison, act- in prison veteran activist Long Hair Guoholm is in stable health and has not contracted contracted COVID, according to his wife Chan Po Ying. She was she was responding on Thursday to rumors that the condition of 66 year old had worsened rapidly after the COVID inf- infection that has been making frequent trips to hospitals. Chanto Hong Kong Free Press that Lung's trip were rate for for were for regular checkups only. And his health is is in a stable condition and he did not have COVID. Lung has heart disease. There were also concerns over state and mind in jail. Chan responded that it was normal to have an emotional upheaval in prison and she visited her husband on a regular basis. The former League of Social Democrat lawmaker is serving twenty three months prison term over related charges. He's also one of the 47 Democrats facing national security law charges relating to his participation in the primary poll for a postponed legislative council in 2020. <laughs> Most of the 47 seven has been held in custody since February last year and no date has been set has been set for their trial. The president is punishable by a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. I don't know how long can long hair hold, but I'm hoping that he can be safe at least. Absolutely. Give second chances to young protesters arrested in 2019, Hong Kong leadership hopefully say. Oh, I bear, he better say it and he better kept the damn promise. Sorry, darn promise. So cheap executive candidate John Lee says Hong Kong should absolutely give young pr- people arrested during the 2019 anti-extradition protest a second chance. This is something that the pro-democracy camp like us has been saying for not for a long time. Those who have offended have already served their time and completed their legal responsibility. We should absolutely give them the opportunity to bring to society and I contribute to society. To Lee told reports on Wednesday evening. He was addressing the media after meeting with around 80 represent youth representative, which includes students, athletes, and members of the All-China Youth Federation. Lee said he has shared with them his aspiration and experiences while growing up, and that they touch on topics including sport, culture, and career development. As the security security secretary at the time, Lee oversaw the police responses to the to the protests sparked, sparked by a controversial extradition bill. They led more into a wire demonstrations against Beijing's perceived erosion of Hong Kong's autonomy and alleged police brutality. Over 10,200 people were arrested, around 40% of which were secondary school and university students, and cases are still making their way through the courts. Some of the most violent clashes took place on university campuses. Lee added that his political manifesto, released last Friday, outlined youth policies aimed at Increasing upward social mobility, he wrote. It, he wrote in it that it would he would organize more opportunities for young people to work in on the mainland as well attract aspiring youth to serve in government bodies. <laughs> Hong Kong is days away from holding from holding its first small circle race since Beijing's sweeping electoral overhaul, which introduced a vetting mechanism to ensure that candidates are patriots. 
they themselves led the vetting committee designated for to vote for or against or against him as the sole candidate. In the lead up to Sunday's vote, he has met, met various groups to exchange views. He consulted representatives from employers, union, and from small and medium enterprises on Thursday. He held a coastal rally on Friday at the convention and exhibition center for members of the 1500 strong election committee. The only people with a vote and the leadership raised in others. Public will not be allowed to attend as the campaign team has taken into account the COVID-19 pandemic, said, Lee, said Lee's campaign manager, Tom Mutual. However, Lee himself announced in April that the candidates will be exempt <clears throat> from COVID restrictions on public gatherings. That's hypocritical right there. But will Lee reopen business under the new leader, John Lee? Hong Kong's next leader, John Lee, is inheriting a once vibrant Asian business hub mirrored in a third year of pandemic isolation, but he may prioritize security over economic economic reboot, business leaders and observers said. Lee, a former security chief, is expected to be confirmed Hong Kong's next chief executive on Sunday by a committee of 1,463 elites after running uncontestedly with Beijing's blessing. He has, prom- he has promised a result-oriented government and a new chapter for a southern Chinese city, although the manifesto announced few major polit- policy shifts. Business leaders have expressed concerns over Lee's lack of details on how he might kickstart the city's fortune, including moving beyond Chinese-style travel curves that have left the city's cut off and spark an exodus of talents. In order to reboot Hong Kong's reputation as a business hub, we need a COVID exit plan. Kristan Obehia, a Swede, head of the Swedish Chamber of Commerce in Hong Kong, told AFP. Tara Joseph, former head of the American Chamber of Commerce, said travel connectivity was a key first step for Hong Kong to regain its international structure, um, stature after, its, after so much reputation, um, reputation damage. But Lee appeared to brush aside those concerns last week, saying he would instead prioritize reopening borders with mainland China, signaling any immediate policy U-turn is unlikely. <clears throat> Lawmaker and businessman Michael Tian said the coronavirus had trapped Hong Kong leaders between rocks and a hard place, no matter who filled the seat. Our country is going for a zero COVID, while the rest of the world is living with the, with the virus, Tian told AFP. Hong Kong stuck in the middle. The city was slammed by an Omicron field, <coughs> field, um, field outbreak with more, which more than 9,000 people and contributed to a 4% drop in economic output for the first quarter. Siddhartha Sridhar, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the name, I apologize. A microbiologist at the University of Hong Kong said Hong Kong was enjoying a grace period between waves and that Lee must waste no time in, in getting the elderly vaccinated. In recent years, outgoing leader Carrie Lam has eased from pandemic restrictions, including reducing quarantine to seven days, allowing non-residents for the first time in two years. Letting them in, of course. Last week, Lee told reports he would continue a good balancing act between keeping the virus out and the economy afloat. <laughs> His 44-page manifesto 
did not specifically address this, the coronavirus, aside from vowing to learn from the pandemic and set up a new emergency, emergency procedures to deal with the future threats. Lee spent four decades within Hong Kong security services, prompting question over his business business acumen in the say that markets itself as a financial gate um, gateway between China and the world. The choice of Lee illustrates Beijing's priorities of security and, and control in Hong Kong, former former U.S. Chamber head Joseph said. He would be the first Hong Kong leader with no business background. Lawmaker Tian said Lee would recept, recept would be receptive to outside opinions and compliment echoed by many of Lee's supporters. Lee won't listen to the matter of security, but in other areas he has no choice. He must listen to and consider opinions, Tian said. Discussing his own governance style, Lee said he, he was a pragmatist eager to streamline procedures to, eager, to greater efficiency. Pro-Beijing business mogul Alan Zeman who praises Lee policy ideas said Lee came from the police, and police used to make things make things happen. Lee was amongst eleven to t- eleven top Hong Kong and Beijing officials sanctioned by the U by the United States, United States Treasury in two thousand twenty, in the wake of the in the wake of the China's imposition sweeping national sweeping security law aimed by at snuffing out dissidents. Last month, YouTube suspended Lee's chat campaign channels, citing the need to comply with sanctions. Lee has defended his role in crushing the 2019 pro, uh, pro-democracy protest, and recently said his government will prioritize library issues over democratization. He has presented himself as a no-nonsense leader who can get things done and cut red, cut through red tape. Kenneth Chen, a political scientist from the Baptist University, warned that that style could lead to a to even less public say and participation in how the city's ha- is government. Lee's also shown a low appetite for so so far in reaching across political lines to heal social division. He is he determines to shut out Democrats to put pressure on civil societies and to basically kill the entire issue to up democratic reform in the coming five years, Chan said. This is gonna be a door shut very tightly. Why is that tightly? Well, it's because there's no way there's no way people like the people of Hong Kong is ever gonna have their own rights to do anything. <laughs> because why not? Because the Hong Kong gum the Hong Kong government doesn't want to listen to its reasons anyway. It said it would it would, but it will not anyway. Prosecution reach reaches plea deal with Hong Kong radio host gigs after a year long detention. <laughs> Prosecutor told Hong Kong court they have reached a plea agreement with Edmund with Edmund Wan, Edmund Wan Yusing, a internet radio host better known as Giggs, or Jigs, whatever you want to call him, who has been detained for over a year on money laundering and sedition charges after seeking donation for protesters who have fled to Taiwan. The 53-year-old D D hundred D one hundred radio DJ and assistant Alice Lee appeared in front of the judge Guat Wai King in the district court in Thursday in thir- on Thursday afternoon. Wang was charged with five counts of money laundering involving over eleven million dollars and four charges of actions with seditious intentions. 
He additionally accused of conspiring to commit an act of sedition intentions and alternative to four other sedition charges. Lee was accused in, in two of Wan's money charges. Precure said that if Wan pled guilty at the next court hearing on August 1st and agrees with a persecution confiscation application, he will only face four out of ten charges with the rest keep on file. Under the deal, Juan will face three charges of money laundering involving a total of $10.3 million and one accusation he conspired with the others to host, create, and publish online programs between February 8th and November 21st in 2020 with intention to bring into hatred or contempt or to excite disinfection against the central authorities, the government of Hong Kong, and the Ministry of Justice, promote feelings of ill will and immunity between different classes, incite people incite person to violence and counsel disobedience to law and any lawful order. As for Lee, the persecutor said he would not charge her if she does not not object if she does not object to the confiscation. In February twenty twenty, the radio host called for the donation and support of living expenses on Hong Kong protesters who seek refugee in in Taiwan or staying there. Wang was first arrested in November 2020 and granted bail, but he was rearrested in February last year and had been custody since. The court denied him bail after the prosecution cited a landmark judge by the city's top court, which revoked the bail of pro-democracy media tycoon Jamie Lai based on the Beijing's imposed national security law. Wang did not file another bail application on Thursday. Lee has been in, on bail since her arrest. The lawyer told the court that the police had agreed to unfreeze some of her bank accounts, which were irrelevant to the case. Last October, Lee complained to the court that she was unable to apply for legal aid or hire lawyers due to the asset freeze. The offenses of sedition is covered in the city's crime ordinance, which date back always to the British colonial area, which was last amended in 1972. Think about that. Let's see if we can find any more news. There's so much, I just don't want to say read it less or read over it too much. Hong Kong government officer amongst five arrested over the prostitution syndicate. We're going back to normal pity crimes. <laughs> Hong Kong Hong Kong police have arrested five people in connection with the prostitution syndicate, including a government officer. Four people and one woman, aged between 27 and 42, were arrested between Wednesday and Thursday, the police said. They were arrested over alleged control over persons for purpose of prostitution, living on earnings of prostitution of others, and permitting premises to use for prostitution. The police said that a 33-year-old man surnamed Lam was released on bail and that he has reported to the police in mid-May. Local media, including Ming Pao and Hong Kong One, first reported that those among was James Lam, assistant district officer for the Sateng district office. The police later confirmed that Lam was thirty-year-old was the was the thirty-year-old ma- male released on bail. Hong Kong One cited sources saying that the police investigation showed that Hong Kong that hotel rooms booked by the group were reserved under Lee's under Lam's name, and the, and paid with for with his credit card. Lam was recognized by Chief Executive Carrie Lam in the government annual honor list. In 2021, when we received the Chief Executive Commendation for Government Slash Public Service. 
The Hong Kong Affairs Department told Hong Kong Free Press on Friday that they will look into the matter. Southern District Counselor Felix Chow told Hong Kong Free Press that he was shocked to hear about Lam, to hear about Lam's arrest and he would cause disruption to the district council work. As Lam was mainly responsible for communicating with us, district councilors and attending district district council meeting, and district officer did not attend a lot of the and district district officers does not attend a lot of meetings and give advice. That's why if Lam was suspended from his post, we're not sure how district work should continue, Chow said. There were two assistant <coughs> district officer posts and the Southern District Counselor, according to Chow, the others have been left vacant. That sucks, basically. That sucks. Two final news we're we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk about two final news for today. Hong Kong's bid farewell to last batch of mainland Chinese medics. Hong Kong has said farewell to the last batch of the mainland medics of mainland Chinese medics who helped these cities in fighting the fifth deadliest wave of the COVID-19 earlier this year. Hong Kong held a farewell ceremony on Thursday for more than 200 medical staff from across the border. They have worked in a local community isolation facility since March. When the city saw tens of thousands of daily COVID-19 infections and hundreds of deaths, Chief Executive Kerry thanked the central authorities and the government of Guangdong Province for a speedy response to her to our government requests for help and for spent her sending a total of three of three hundred and ninety one people from twenty five medical institutions across the board to meet Hong Kong's urgent needs. Mainland medics fought side by side with with staff members from hospitals, authorities, the Hong Kong the Hong Kong leaders said, adding that and the two groups quickly built tactic tactic understanding and perfect teamwork. Lan said the assistance from Chinese medical workers greatly enhanced the hospital authorities' capacity to treat COVID nineteen patients were focused on out on the elderly and those with chronic disease. It allowed public hospitals which were outstretched during the fifth wave to concentrate their manpower on treating more serious COVID-19 cases, she said. The medics joined the front line to treat patients when Hong Kong's pandemic situation was the most dire. This fully manifested the spirit of selfish of selflessness and sentiment of blood sticker in the water, which is really precious. Which is what I mean, she said. The division of labor between Hong Kong and the mainland, mainland Chinese medics once sparked controversy after a viral document appeared to show a list of, debu- of, of duties assigned to mainland nurses, including changing patients' diapers and emptying their urine bag. Lam said at the time that two teams had consensus over the work duties and said outsiders should not er- evaluate the division of labor by simply looking at the document. On Thursday, the chief executive said more than 1,200 COVID-19 patients were treated and discharged under the cooperation between the Hong Kong and mainland medics. The fifth wave of COVID-19 has receded from from its peak in the early March and and Hong Kong. Hong Kong would continue to curb any rebounds in the local caseload and prevent imported infections, she said. 
We would not take it lightly. We will win this pandemic fight, she said. As of Wednesday, Hong Kong's report more than 1.2 million COVID-19 infections and more than 9,300 deaths. A lot, actually. And I'm hoping that Hong Kong people can able to cope right through without a problem. That would be something that they that I expect them to change relatively. Hong Kong is more unequal, less free as Carrie Lam leaves often. Hong Kong has much a more unequal say. Its freedom curtailed and international shine dulled after five years with Carrie Lam at the helm. Analysts say as her turbulent leadership draws to an end. Lam, Hong Kong's first woman leader, took office promising a to heal division and tackle livelihood issues, especially especially a housing crisis. Her term was instead dominated with a massive pro-democracy protest, Beijing's subsequent crackdown, as well as a zero-COVID pandemic strategy that kept the state isolated while rivals reopened. She's on track to depart at the end of June with the lowest approval rating of any leader since the handover since the handover from Britain. In her final policy address last October, Lam described Hong Kong as much stronger than ever after China after China intervened to ensure stability. Her government survived the mass protest movement, but many say she failed to deliver on life improvement pledges, which even China's leadership said says are at the heart of the city's deep rooted social conflict. Last year, 1.65 million Hong Kongers, near one in four, were living below the government's official's poverty line, which for one person household means $4,400, which is about $560 a month. Not a lot. This is the highest level, highest level since, re- since, since record begins 12 years ago. The grassroots has been very neglected," said Tsi Lai Shan, a director, a deputy director of the Society for Community Organization. Sometimes, it feels like it feels like the government is living on a different planet. Even pro-establishment, <clears throat> even pro-establishment figures have been unimpressed. You may say Lam has been working very hard, but little has been achieved in solving the deterioration, deteriorating livelihood issues and Hong Kong's deep rooted conflict, senior Beijing advisor Lao Siu Kai told AFP. Last July, China's top officials in Hong Kong's affairs, Xia Baolong, gave a speech widely seen as a reflection of Beijing's growing impatience with housing crisis, something every leader since the 1997 Hanover has failed to solve. The city, Xia said, must say goodbye to cage homes and tiny shared apartment rooms where 220,000 Hong Kongers still dwell. Hong Kongers have long held the title of the world's most unaffordable housing market, where a study this year showed the median property price is 23 times the median household income. Lam increased the public housing supply more than her predecessor, but the, but the demand still outstrips supply with the wait time increasing to six years. Chang Kim Cho, a land use researcher at the Labor Research Community, said Lam overly prioritized building flats to buy. Buy home ownership at, as the goal is exacerbated the wealth inequality inside the Chan told AFP. 
My policies did not target those in the greatest need. This is a, there is a mismatch. The last two years of Lamb's term also witnessed a historical outflow of people, fleeing either political crackdown or some of the world's strictest pandemic controls. The departures surged further this year when Hong Kong's zero-COVID policy collapsed as a more transmissible Omicron variant broke through, killing more than 9,000 people, mostly under-vaccinated elderly. A net 160,000 people depart Hong Kong in the first first three months of the year. Lan recently acknowledged that the curve has caused a brain drain amongst foreign businesses, saying it was an undeniable fact. Meanwhile, Beijing's ongoing efforts to reshape Hong Kong's political landscape sparked another immigration wave among locals. After the 2019, pro- um, 2019 protests were crushed, China imposed a sweeping national security law that criminalizes dissent and transformed this once outspoken say. Police arrested 182 people under security law. Most of the people, most of the city's prominent democracy activists are either in jail or have fled overseas. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In an annual international press freedom chart released this week by Reports Without Borders, Hong Kong plummeted from 80 to 148 place. That kind of suck. Francis Huey, a activist granted asylum in the United States, described Lam as a obedient enforcer of Chinese leader Xi Jinping agenda. She celebrated the f- suppression of freedom. Huey told AFP, "The Hong Kong diaspora, um, dis, um, diaspora, is steadily growing in places like Britain, Canada, and the United States. I didn't expect that taking part in activism will lead me to seeking asylum," Huey said. That reflects how far Hong Kong has fallen. This shows that Hong Kong, the Hong Kong government is not trustworthy, and we don't even need to trust the Hong Kong government to build anything like that. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys are here enjoying this podcast, please make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our regular podcast schedule. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and we'll and we'll talk about more news next time. Have a great day, guys. Đã đầy sông núi, anh em ta đã đầy sông núi. Quyết bảo vệ sáng sáng ta thể chết cho quê hương. At host my radio, it's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. <cười>